Welcome to the Sports Marketing Huddle. I'm your host, Rob Cressy, founder of Bacon Sports. And joining me today is Billy Ash, Chief Digital Officer and Managing Partner at Today's Business. Billy, great to have you on the show. Rob, I'm pumped. Thanks so much for having me, man. Really excited for this. Yes, and you and I just met for the first time eight minutes ago, but here's what I already know. This is going to be an absolutely fantastic conversation because we think the same way and we both love to play basketball. That is, that is very true. Within eight minutes, we were able to figure all that out. We have the same I mean, lines. Let, let's get to what's important out there. Do you play basketball or not? Exactly. What's your free throw percentage? Right. So let's do this. Can you give a quick overview on who you are and what you do? So sure. Uh, as mentioned, I'm Billy Ash. I'm the chief digital officer at Today's Business. Uh, Today's Business is a full service digital advertising agency based out of New Jersey. Uh, we have about 35 full-time employees, about 100 different clients ranging from major e-commerce brands to real estate to medical. So we span about 30 different industries actually. So very spread out. Um, a little bit about myself. I graduated from St. Leo University uh, in 2011. Shortly after that, I was on a golf course, got a phone call and was told about a networking event. Uh, this networking event kind of reached out to me and said, oh, we're calling a bunch of people. And basically, long story short, uh, ended up showing up that, at that event and building out their website uh, at, that webs or at that event. Everybody kept asking them who built out this website. Uh, and so-and-so, or nine years later, today's business is not a networking company. We're a full-service digital agency. Uh, I worked my way into managing partner and uh, C-level executive uh, and an equal partner with my business partner. And really, uh, yeah, so that's a, a brief overview of my, my I did. I dig it. So... We will start with this about web design. So when you and I were chatting before, you said to me um, in a previous talk that you had, one of the best things that you can do if you're giving advice to someone who's young and is on the come up is to get you a side hustle. And you started with web design and you had to teach yourself. And I also had to teach myself web design. So I'm going to date myself, but we're going to go back all the way to, let's call it 1995 or 1996. We're talking early internet. And my friends and I being huge sports fans living in Pittsburgh, we decided to play this thing called fantasy football. We had just heard of it. So we created our own fantasy football league. But here's the things, websites barely existed then. Nonetheless, a fantasy football website. So we needed something where we could all see sort of stats or something, even though we're just like neighborhood kids who ride bikes and do things like that. So you know what I did? I taught myself HTML so that I could create an angel fire website so that I could create our first fantasy football website. And it is from that, that I decided 
I need to learn something so I can create something and I can build something in my image. And it was the gift that kept on giving because it was the precursor to me first creating sports blogs. In order for me to create a sports blog, I had to teach myself Dreamweaver. That was the next step up after doing HTML and all of these different things. So I want to see if you can speak to um, creating a side hustle and learning things on your own. Yeah, well, first and foremost, you kind of just really brought back a huge memory. My actual first website I built was a fantasy wrestling website <laughs> where we all drafted wrestlers and played on N64s, simulated on N64 and had a tournament racket. So that was my first. And I to kind of bring it to full, right, I think coding always, and I'm no coder, I, I I've learned very quickly and my uh, our developers here at today's business will tell you I am no coder uh, to this point but what I've always done was back in AOL you had to change the background colors to here so I, I knew about my hex codes and I could manipulate it at that and then in high school kind of went to DePaul Catholic and they gave me an option for art class and I'm a lefty or web design. And because I'm a lefty, whenever I would draw, my hand would end up black the entire day and have all ink pens or whatever it was. So I hated art my entire life. So I was like, forget this. I, I'll figure out this coding thing. And then I went to college uh, and really, yeah, needed some beer money, needed, you know, uh, had the on-campus job and everything around those lines, but I had some opportunities. At that point, uh, my cousin owned his own web design class, or web design website, or sorry, web design, web design company. And we really, he would just sub me out some work and he'd say, hey, here's a couple hundred bucks. You want to build this website for me? I'd be like, cool, great, awesome. I can do this at 2 a.m., not a problem. Uh, and that's really where it kind of stemmed from. So I just always had... I would take whatever job. I mean, my first job was at Burger King. So I've done every single job. I've worked at a carnival. I mean, I've done every single bad job, probably other than garbage man. And I would debate being a uh, bar back is just as bad as being a garbage man. But So let's, let's give a quick list of a few of our bad jobs because so often in success, business, and life, Everybody thinks it's always been puppy dogs and rainbows, but I can tell you from experience, it has been everything but puppy dogs and rainbows. So list a few of the bad jobs you have had throughout your journey. Landscaper was tough, although I grew to love it. Um, Burger King. I see these are jobs people would think were bad, but I always appreciate them. Like I, worked at Burger King, the second I could get my uh, working, working papers in New Jersey, my mom, I didn't even have my license. I rode my bike to Burger King because that was the closest thing. So I rode my bike there and I ended up working there all throughout high school and became a manager there. So I can't say it's like the worst job. Uh, I will say the carnival business, I once ran a pina colada and strawberry daiquiri stand and leaving there, it's impossible just not to be sticky. You can try, you can do whatever you want but it, it was impossible and you have like these little 13 year old schmucks coming in saying i want both of them and i want this and you didn't do this and i was like oh you guys that one was tough uh 
But those are some of them. Uh, my favorite job probably other than what I do now was working on a golf course. Uh, I was a superintendent or assistant superintendent on a golf course, uh, cut the greens every single morning at 5 a.m. And then from there, I actually went to the pina colada job. So uh, I've done a bunch of them. I, I think, you know, there's never been, I was eight years old in shuffling driveways. Like I, I would just take the $10 that my friends, older brothers would give me because I'd follow them around and help shovel when I couldn't even really do it. So that's kind of just always been my, my side hustle is whatever I could get my hands on. Let's do it. So you and I are two peas in the same pod because guess who else, guess who else also works at golf courses, this guy. So <laughs> Um, in between my sophomore and junior and junior and senior year of college, I worked on the grounds crew at a country club in Pittsburgh. And guess what we were doing? Mowing greens, raking bonkers, oh. weed whacking around trees. So you were a level above me being assistant. I was just one of the grunt guys rolling around in a gator with a weed whacker, but it was an absolutely phenomenal job. One of the best things, I loved sports. I loved being outside. You were up super freaking early, but I could just throw on music and you got the opportunity to kick it with your friends. There was a lot of time doing nothing. You'd sort of like go in the oh, middle yeah. of the course where nobody was and you would just sit there and kick it and drink a Gatorade and you're like, this is the life. We used life. to have Narnia. We used to call it Narnia where we'd have to dump all of the grass in the back and you would just be like, okay, we, you know, I know he's going to check in on us and, and Doug, you're the best boss I've ever had, but uh you would check in on us. You'd be like, okay, Doug's rounds around 1130. We got done with it at about 1045. Okay, let's kick it back here. Uh, <laughs> at that point, I was smoking some cigarettes. And yeah, uh, you know, the funny thing is, is, man, what podcast, if I had a podcast back then, like if people had podcasts back then, or I had a real smartphone when I was working on it. At that point, it was like the Blackberries and sidekicks of the world. But uh, yeah, man, I love that job. I really almost went, I went to school in Florida, like I said, and I was darn close to just getting my superintendent's license and, and doing that. I loved it. It made me fall in love with golf. One other thing, just for the two bees in a pod, uh, the first shirt I ever wore when I was born was a Pittsburgh Steelers jersey. Uh, I am everything Pittsburgh. I'm even a Pirates fan. Uh, so kind of really crazy about that one, too. Right really? above my, It's Pittsburgh Steelers drive right above my head right now. I am from Pittsburgh, and as we speak, I am currently surrounded by a Penguin Stanley Cup championship uh, poster, an Alejandro Villanueva picture, a yin sign, uh, <laughs> the Steelers Super Bowl victory over there. I have a freaking Steelers tattoo. Oh. <laughs> And remember, guys, eight minutes into this, Billy and I had never met each other. So let, <laughs> let this be the organic nature of things. And in terms of my bad jobs, uh, I worked at a Fifth Third Bank call center selling home equity loans inbound. Um, I was a telemarketer. Um, I worked at a car wash selling tokens. 
Um, the worst job, which lasted one whole day, I worked in a lumber yard. Quickly realized you do not want to work in a lumber yard when you start out. You're not driving the little forklifts or whatever. They're like, hey, go and pick up eight two by fours and bring them over to the other side of the building. You're like, this blows. But why in the world are we sharing all of these different things aside from you guys getting to know us a little bit better? Because I believe it is through these experiences that have shaped us to who we are and the way that we think about things. And going back to the side hustle is the reason I am so driven and passionate about my life and my dreams and building the world and my image is because I learned what I don't want to do. I learned when I was making $10 an hour being Peter from Office Space at Fifth Third Bank with a marketing degree from Miami University. And all I dreamed was, was working for an ad agency. And all I could do is sit in front of a computer, which had no email and no internet access and wait for people to call to sell a home equity loan. And I was like, this is the freaking worst. And it is through those experiences that I'm like, there has to be more things that I could do. And I would dream about creating sports content for a living. So I would watch Sports Center, and I'm like, man, I would just love to one day just talk about sports for a living. And then that little bug gets inside of you where I then said, all right, I'm going to teach myself how to create a sports blog. Nobody's just gave me the skills. I had to learn again. And then I had to keep going and keep going until I got to the point where at my job further on down the road, I was working more on my sports blog than I was my actual job. So it's one of those things when you can mail it in and just get by enough where I'm like, man, I dream of the day where I could work on sports content all day, not just, wow, another company is paying me to do it. And I got to the point in my life where I said, I'd regret it for the rest of my life if I didn't give it a shot at making my dreams happen. And that's when I cut the cord and quit my job and started baking sports. And I've never looked back since. Dude, that, you know, you, you hit on two different things that I want to go back on is one is you, you figured out what you wanted to do. The other thing that I figured out about the bad jobs, and I think it does somewhat go to where I was saying about the Burger King job. And I do think actually my worst job window shield replacements where you had to walk door to door in Florida with a tie. The worst thing ever. Uh, but um, the other thing that I did really take from that is trying to find the small wins, trying to find the, the good times within that, right? Those were crappy jobs. They weren't the best, let's be honest. But those little times of even we were just talking the, the 15 minutes when you could hide out in the corner, you know, just waiting and watching golf shots, uh, just finding those little small wins. And I think that's really correlated to me in my career now. Like, and I talk about it and, you know, I talk about it with our team here at today's business. Like you can't take everything. There's days where we're like, okay, we have five client meetings. And in some minds sets it's shit. That's a, too much to do. What are we going to do? And in others, it's like, wow, we got five client meetings today. Like, let's go. This is going to be a big day. So it's just kind of that mindset of how you bring and what attitude you bring to everything every single day uh, that I really think does play a pivotal role of getting through the grind because it doesn't matter whether I work for myself, uh, you know, so do you, that, that is great, but there's still really tough days. Believe me, there's almost, I would very much argue that there's more tough days. Uh, that, and especially when you go through a pandemic. So, you know, some of those things kind of, you get to the end of the day and you're drained, 
but it's, it's almost a nice thing now. I love feeling drained at the end of the day. I feel like I, I accomplish things. I, so. I love it because this has just naturally happened. So it's like, let's talk about getting through the grind. And you're right. In entrepreneurship, there's always the meme that you see is, uh, I work 80 hours a week, so I don't have to work 40. And yeah. it's a real thing, but it comes with inherent challenges. One of them for me is called time guilt. If I am not doing something related to generating revenue or getting me closer to my goals, I feel guilty about it. And this is at all times of the day. So whether it's 9 a.m. or noon or 3 p.m. or 6.30 p.m., I sit there and I have a hard time sitting still because I know what I want to accomplish. But we're more than just productivity robots. So I understand, especially being a creative Flow is extremely important that you want to be lost. So when you're saying those five different client meetings, there's two different perspectives. Oh my God, we have five client meetings versus holy smokes, the day went by so fast because we were in five client meetings and I couldn't even blink. You're in flow. So for me, it's a continuation of I want to work every single day and really every single moment to how can I be in flow? And actually, today's a great example of this because I've been in flow all day because I had a podcast starting at nine and I had a webinar at noon. And then Billy, I've got your podcast at 1.30 on my end and I haven't had two seconds to blink. And it's a beautiful day. And these are the days that I want to repeat every single day. But the fact of the matter is that's not what ends up happening. And sometimes there can be a lack of structure in your day or just it's not the regular day. And you've got to find a way to be present and live in the moment and not allow the grind to overtake you, knowing that the rest of the world is going to try and make your grind harder. So you control what you can control, but guess what? The rest of the world is going to tell you how 2020 is the worst year ever, how all this bad stuff is just all just thrown on top of us. And we as entrepreneurs and creators and builders of our lives, we have to say, listen, what can I do? What can I learn? What is my mindset right now for how I can continue to succeed? Because you and I wouldn't be here if we listened to what everybody always said, or if we always looked in our current circumstances and said, woe is me. Instead, we saw a better way and a better life. And we were willing to take it upon ourselves to learn and get better and make things happen. Yeah, no. And I think you're hundred percent right. And listen, I, no one's perfect, uh, and I am by far perfect. Uh, even yesterday, I was just thinking about this, and I was like, damn, you know, yesterday yesterday I started my day, and I write out my to-do list on Mondays, usually Sunday nights. I write out my what start of my weekly to-do list. Like, here it is. This is what needs to be done. I have my schedule. I print it all out, but then, like, my to-do list, things that I need. And yesterday... <laughs> I felt like I was one of the most productive days I have had in forever. I started with 32 things and I ended the day with 40 things on my to-do list. And I was like, wait, I thought I just had the most productive day ever. Like I was really pumped. How is this list so much longer right now? And it was like my last meeting of the day. I was like, man, Monday got the best of me today. Like I didn't even realize all I was adding all this to the plate, but uh, you know, it is sometimes it, it, it's a buffet. Sometimes you just, you're taking too much and it's important to know as an entrepreneur as an employee whatever it may be what is that all right where, where is that balance uh, because as an entrepreneur it does get tough I think one of the things you were hitting on before is like 
never turning off. And I was on vacation this summer with my cousin who owns his own realtoring business and has over a hundred different realtors working underneath him. And he's on, on the phone on the beach and we're both sitting there. I'm taking a phone call, uh, leaving the beach and we're both like, man. And he goes, you know, this is why I need at least 10 days. He goes, because it's going to take me two days to get at least get my mindset into I can calm down for five. Like it's just, it's, it's a cool down period. You're just, it's just very hard to shut it completely off. And then you get the anxiety portion of it. Okay. I haven't checked that email in three or three days. Oh, cause you know, it's just backing up, right? They're, those emails aren't going away. So it's kind of like, you know, that yes, you, you work 80, so you don't have to work 40, but I'd like to say that the grass is always greener in different cases. Uh, so, And it's, I, I love what you talked about. So there's a few things I want to touch on. Number one, you said you write out your weekly to-do list on Sunday nights. Guess what? Yeah. I write out my weekly get to-do list on Sundays. Ding, ding, ding. Let this be one of those success breadcrumbs. And I say this often. When I don't, success I screw up. Success leaves breadcrumbs. So if Billy does this and I do this, we don't say that you have to do this, but guess what? There might be a little clue somewhere if both of us plan our day on Sundays for the week ahead. And the reason for this is twofold. One, organization. When you lay the things out, you're in a much better chance to succeed. It would be like a football team all of a sudden be like, yeah, we didn't drop it in place today. Let's just sort of wing it, guys. That's not going to work. And then number two, and I think this is so overlooked, your mind works on things without you realizing it. So by you creating the energy and writing it down to say, Monday, I have this, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, when you're sleeping, when you're going through, without you realizing it subconsciously, your mind is already working on those things. Knowing that- Shower thoughts come about. I say it every day. I'm like, oh, my shower thought today was this. It was because I thought about it. And I never even considered, sorry to interrupt you, Rob. Go for it considered really that sub I, I knew it right because I experienced it because I know if I don't do it on Sunday that even on Thursday because I was thinking you know what happens to me is Thursday comes around and I forgot that that meeting was there but on Sunday I prepared for it so it all just hit me right like a load of boom this is what I needed all right I got it and if I have if I really did my job on Sunday, I have some notes about each one of those meetings that I want to do, uh, and I'm really prepared for them. So, yes, whether it's subliminal, you're just preparing it on Sunday, but I couldn't agree more because I've always wondered where my sh shower thoughts came from. <laughs> and you also mentioned about your to-do list increasing. You're like, wow, I thought I did well today. So this is something that I'm always working on because the list is an entrepreneur. Anyone who has a growth mindset for success in life, it's only going to continue to grow because we always want to do more and more things. So this becomes a matter of prioritization and bucketing. And one of the things that I've learned is I created a thing called the power list. And I learned this from Andy Frisella. And what he says is, Write down just five things you want to accomplish today that are going to move you forward on your goals. When you're done with those five, you're done for the day. 
you don't have to do anything. You can go fishing, you can go golfing, you can do whatever you want. Doesn't mean we're going to, but what it allows you to do is to free yourself from the expectations of adding on 13 more things and saying, how in the world did this day get away from me? So I've been using this and really the number went from five to eight because I realized I can do more. He's like, why don't you just make that eight? So every day I've got this and it really helps me with focus and prioritization. And sometimes in our get to do lists, Another thing, instead of to-do list, I make it get to-do list because uh, it's all about the mindset. We get to do these things because we choose so often in the past lifestyle that I lived, it was things I had to do. Now I've chosen things that I get to do and I put on my get to-do list. So you're excited about them. And what I don't want to do is spend all day in email. So you'll notice anybody who emails me at the bottom, it says, uh, I only check my email once or twice a day because I don't want to be an email all day. You know what I want to do? I want to be talking with Billy on a podcast and I'm not going to be able to do that if I'm responding to emails all the time because guess what? That is the opposite of flow for me. So I'm actually building or I have built a business and a life where I'm removing myself from email and I'm finding different ways to build a flow where I can be more in my zone of genius. No, and I, I think that is, I mean, that's your flow, and, and I have my own. Of course. Uh, mine's really constructed. Uh, I, I just got a, a new assistant who is the best, Christine. Shout out, Christine. She's the greatest person ever. Uh, and, you know, her and I, funny story about Christine, talk about working together. Christine worked for one week prior to COVID. Uh, and in that week, we've given our employees at least one work from home day a week. So she, she was working from home on Wednesdays and I was like, you know what? I don't think it's going to work, Christine, for me working from home on Wednesdays. We really just need to be next to each other. Uh, we, we really need to have, you know, you need to be in the meetings physically and, and you can't be working from home on Wednesdays. I need you next to me. Well, the next week COVID happened. We couldn't have anybody here. And Christine and I have learned very well to work together remotely now. So don't ever say that you, you can't do something because that was really something I, I never thought we could do and it worked out perfectly. But I have my routine. Uh, she understands that very well. She understands. And, and that was one of the big things that as my assistant, she came in and asked me is, you know, how do you work? What's your work schedule? What do you like? And I had said, like, my favorite time is when I can block out three hours and just do work. Like that makes me happy because as a business owner, honestly, 80% of my time is spent doing things I don't really want to do. 20% of it is doing the marketing that I love to do and the creative aspect. And you know, that web design thing that I, I really like doing. Uh, so those are kind of where I'm like, I just, I don't like blocking out like, okay, I have five minutes to just do each one of these things. I'm like, if I could just get two hours to block it out, I'll get through it all. Just let me get in my zone. Uh, and, and that's the way that I work. And, you know, I think honestly, you just have to be real with yourself. Tom and I were completely different. Tom's my business partner. Uh, and honestly, we used to say in the beginning, we covered 24 hours because I would be up until four in the morning and he would wake up at four in the morning. Speaking of which, Christine's calling me. Uh, so yeah, it just is really funny how you, you, 
there's definitely best traits, right? And Tom and I do a lot of things together and differently at the same time. So I think it's about finding your own mixture between everything. And I think here's the key to it. I want you to be intentional about this. So the things that we're sharing, you're going to learn as it comes. But at the same time, when you take a little bit of time and say, all right, let me design my life. Let me design my day. What does my work day look like? And what is my flow like? What is it like working from home? What is this energy I want to bring? Because so often people live by default. They just do, they just do, they just do. Instead of saying, wait a second, what if I just designed my life? And maybe you're not to the ultimate point where you want because Billy, you and I at multiple points in our lives, we were not where we wanted to be. But guess what? Small parts of our lives could. Maybe when I'm just working on my sports blog after work for that little period of time right there, boom, that's where that little side hustle comes and that's where you grow because you don't go from zero to 100 overnight and you just got to slowly, slowly, slowly and it's one part action and one part mindset and they've got to go in tandem because there's very few people out there that only do one of them. Because you certainly have to have the action side of things, but as we've both learned, you also need the mindset side. Yeah, and and you know, I, you and I were talking about free throws in the beginning and kind of that athletic mindset. And yes, uh, my my business partner has way more accolades in regards to his athletic career than I did. But I think very similar to jobs, I played every sport. In high school, I played football, I played soccer, I played cross country, hockey, basketball. I think that's it. No, lacrosse. Uh, did all of them. Um, it, it's about being adaptive. Uh, that's where my mindset's always been is how do I adapt? How am I going to be? What's my role here? How do I be there? I'm in a lot of different roles as today's business in my CD, or CDO role. I am sometimes the boss sometimes I need to let everybody else lead because they need to take control over it uh, there's a lot of different roles and, and you need to be able to adapt and I think that sports mindset made me adaptive not only that but of course competitive uh, I hate to lose still every single day uh, in anything but um, th that adaptive nature hey, I'm switching because we're switching coaches, we're switching this, whatever it may be, is how do you adapt? How are you going to deal with those changes? Because the world changes uh, no matter what you want. Billy, really enjoyed jamming with you. I had an entire script of things that we were going to talk about and we got to absolutely none of them. And that is the best thing in the world because you and I just immediately just ran with it. And that's what I love is the fluid nature of things. And when you think you're going to be talking all about the world of digital and strategy, and we instead get into mindset and jobs and side hustles, but that's a beautiful part of it. And I really appreciate you coming on the show because I had so much fun jamming with you. Where can everybody connect with you? Uh, listen, I'm on all the social media platforms, Billy Ash Jr., uh, LinkedIn, Billy Ash. Um, 
if you search me, you should be able to find Billy Ash, but uh, feel free to check out. We're releasing our new website for TV soon. Uh, you know, sometimes you do put your clients in front of yourself as an agency, but uh, yes, we are releasing our new website shortly. Uh, so pay attention to that, but appreciate the time, Rob. This was really one of the best that, best times I've had on a podcast and hopefully we can do it again soon. Yeah, for sure. And as always, I would love to hear from you about this episode. Number one, what is the worst job you have ever had? Oh, please tag and, me in that. Yeah, please tag both Billy and I. And number two, do you plan the week ahead? If so, when do you let us know in your process? You can hit me up on all social media platforms at Rob Cressy. When you listen to this, when you listen to this, tag us or send a screenshot. Let us know. That way we can show you some love and build a relationship with you. I'll, I'll share anything good that gets sent in. Maybe that was money. Tell me that wasn't money. <laughs>